Hello and welcome back to the spoiler cast. The show where we talk about movies and we don't care about spoiling them because it is the spoiler cast. And today we're looking backwards in time to uh, <laughs> to, to to talk about the movies from 2021 that we we didn't get around to watching in 2021. Or, or well, well, I did, but my, I didn't. My, <laughs> yeah, my co-host, uh, sister and trusty co-host Rebecca. Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah, didn't watch it. Um, so f- for you know, f- in the beginning of 2022, we are we are looking back at the movies she should have watched in 2021. <laughs> Basically, sprinkled I am, of in the BS as yeah. always. We're sprinkling in these movies in between the premieres that we will have time and opportunity to see. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so this week we are talking about one of my favorite movies of last year, uh, Pig. Starring yes. Nicolas Cage and uh, Alex Wolf and a pig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we, we, we should also mention, of course, uh, uh, that... Uh, 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 where was I going with this? I'm not <laughs> I'm sure. I'm not sure. You know what? Let's just get into it. Let's just we'll talk get about into it. everything else later. Yeah. So... If you follow me on Letterboxd, which there will be a link to down below, we'll, we'll, we'll put that in the link tree and everything, yes. you already know what I think about Pig. It was my second favorite movie of the year, I think. Or third I think best. something like that, yeah. Yeah. We had an not- episode where we went through all this on our Patreon, so... Yes, and you can check that out for just three bucks a month on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. But more on that later. Yes. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, you hadn't checked it out. No, I never got around to doing that. Right. So we we thought uh, we thought why not why not watch one of the best movies of last year, at least in my opinion, and see what Rebecca thinks of it. And yeah. and, and here we are. So and here we are. <laughs> what did you think of Pig? I was surprised in a positive mm-hmm. way. Okay. You know the title is very unassuming. Pig. Okay, so it's about a pig, probably. I'm not yeah. a super fan of Nicolas Cage. Not that I've seen a lot, but the few things you see of him just kind of makes him seem crazy. So mm. I've always kind of like, eh, I'm not going to waste my time going through his movies particularly. I mean, I did grow up liking National Treasure because, hello, hello. adventurous <laughs> yeah. uh, nerd who is awesome. Yeah. Why not? Um, but most of his other movies are like, well... The ones that are kind of put on my radar always seem to be kind of weird, looking cheap, or just, like, why would an established actor agree to do this kind of movie? Yeah, well, that, that, that's kind of how he's, uh, um, that, that, that's kind of what his uh, career has become yeah. the last, well, last 15 years almost. Um, like, two things that come to mind, except for National Treasure, is... I think it's called Ghost Rider when he's this skeleton dude yeah. who rides a motorcycle, and uh, Wicker Man, not the bees. See, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the bees. Oh, they're in my eyes. Not yeah. the bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's what he's known for. That, that's that's the that's the meme. The meme guy, Nicolas yeah. Cage. That's the Rage Cage that everybody talks about. Um, and I mean, it's a. It's a it's a culmination of 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 poor life choices. Really. Yes, I mean because he is he has been very forthright and said that he he does nowadays he makes all those crappy movies like Bangkok Dangerous and uh, USS Indianapolis or whatever that movie was called all of those like <laughs> shitty low budget like mid budget action movies or whatever yeah. he does um they they're all just paychecks um because because he you know he's he's one of those. He's infamous for not paying any taxes and buying oh. so many things when he when he you know blew up in the mid nineties. Um, so he has I don't know any numbers, but reportedly he has like huge amounts of back tax <laughs> that Whoops. even even a multimillionaire like him can't just pay because then he'd be destitute <laughs> basically. So he needs to make money to be able to pay back shit. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> And but then and then here and there, you know, he sprinkles in a project that he, where he actually seems to care. Um, movies like uh, one of my favorites, uh, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, um, and of course, Pig. Yeah. Um, and and like it, I said, yeah, that is that is the view people have of Nicolas Cage, and that's kind of sad um, because before all this, like 
in the early 2000s, in the 90s, in the 80s, he made some really, really good movies and showed, like, before he became this meme guy, he he was, like, um, a, a, a solid actor. I mean, he, well, yeah. he won an Oscar in 1995. People yeah. barely remember that anymore. I mean... Because- I do now that I'm looking at his biography. I remember Face Off, and he's not bad in that. Yeah, that's no, maybe he, perhaps slightly later than his grandest years. <laughs> no, 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 and that's yeah, sort of. Mm. Um, it's kind of funny because I actually recorded a podcast yesterday where we talked about Face Off. Because, ah. uh, as you all know, um, I have another podcast called Madness in the Method, where we just wrapped up season one. Uh, in in January, but season two is coming now in about a week, I think, from when this releases. Um, and we just started talking about his like his Hollywood superstar years, uh, The Rock, uh, Con Air, Face Off. We just recorded Face yeah. Off. Um, but we we decided to do a podcast where we only talk about Nicolas Cage movies, um, and going chronologically from his. More or less, first like big role was which was Valley Girl, and we're gonna. Uh, the goal was to end end on Pig, but since there's so many movies, you know, and he he makes like at least one movie a year, um. So for already we're we're like you know we're not yeah. gonna end up on Pig. We're gonna do like ten more movies after Pig. He has one. three post production yeah. movies in 2022 listed, yeah, yeah, exactly. and two. Others who are not mentioned in years, but one of them is still is in post production, and one of them is in pre production. So I mean, in the last, in the next two years, he'll have five movies at least. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but in a, e- either way, you know, we'll just we'll just keep making the podcast. That's fine. Um, but we talk a lot about since we're we're watching them in chronological order, we see him uh, grow as an actor, and we you notice things about him about him as an actor. Um, and like how how different he is, um, not just from how he is as a person now. That's actually kind of consistent, but how different the perspective on him as an actor was back in the nineties. Yeah, like I before, can imagine be- before be- before the empire, before the dark <laughs> times. Um, and I I I think this even even though it shouldn't really be necessary, but this is or should be at least a wake-up call for people like, oh, yeah, Nicolas Cage, that, that funny guy with the face, to show that he's actually a serious actor. With, yes. With, with serious acting chops. Because this movie, not just his pr- performance, no. everything was good. It was more than good. It was great. Oh, yeah. It's not like a movie you sit down and watch just because and not everyone is no. going to enjoy it. It's a bit too no. deep for some people, probably. Personally, it's slightly too too deep for me as well. I mean, I liked it, but I'm not going to rewatch it anytime soon just because. But I do think that everyone should watch it at least once. Yeah, uh, and I got to say, because I just saw this back in early December, November. Um, so this was the first time I rewatched it. I, I managed to get it on Blu-ray, actually. I'm very happy with it. About that, keep buying movies on Blu-ray, especially small ones. <laughs> um, and I gotta say, it benefited from a second watch. Okay, it did, because then you kind of know, because uh, there's this whole mystery about who his character is. Like, yeah, everyone, everyone seems to know him. Some people seem to hate, or most people seem to hate him. Um, but you don't really know why. Um, and I gotta say, the first time I watched it, it was distracting. Like, what is the what is his deal? Having seen it and being able to focus on the other characters, I I thought that was a, a an enriching experience. Oh, okay. Um, it's not just about his character. Should well, we quickly no. go through the plot? Because it's yes. it's very simple, really. It is. Um, Nicholas Cage is a truffle, not farmer, I guess truffle hunter, forager. Yeah, yeah forager. I think I'm not yeah. sure what they call it. Um, and he lives out in the woods of Portland, Maine, Maine? Oregon. Oregon, sorry, Oregon, yeah. Well, uh, Oregon, Portland, Oregon. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and he lives out there with his pig that helps him, you know, look for, for truffles. Truff- it's a truffle pig. Yeah, it's a truffle pig. Um, a very cute truffle yeah, pig. Yes, very cute. <laughs> uh, from what I hear, though, from behind the scenes, very mean, very angry. Not oh. at all uh, like a, a well-trained pig. 
<laughs> so he kept Whoops. biting him. <laughs> um, uh, in the on every, every Thursday, this young guy from the city comes and buys his truffles and then sells them to to uh, restaurants in the in the city. Um, but then one night, someone breaks into his house, beats him up, and steals the pig. So he sets out on a quest to find who took his pig and take it back, basically. Yeah. Um, he just he, wants to find his pig. Yeah, and the only contact he has is this kid who buys the troubles from him. So yeah, because he, he, he doesn't have a cell phone. He, he doesn't have a car that works. He has yeah, no contact yeah. with the outside world except for this guy no. who comes every Thursday. Yeah, he, he on has... On schedule. <laughs> He has completely cut himself off from from, uh, or more or less cu- cut himself off from from um, society. Yeah. Um. I mean, when he 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 gets to the, the 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 nearest like place where people are is this cafe, and he asks, "Is Marge here?" And she, they're like, uh, "She died ten years ago." It's like <laughs> that's how cut off he is. Yeah. Um. But from there, you know, they go to different restaurants. They go to just you know. Uh, places where uh, you know uh, the the of uh, the under see the underbelly of the restaurant world basically in Portland, yeah. <laughs> which, which is like that his concept is a little silly. Yeah, he uses his old connections, and we slowly find out who he is, um, and and why he cares so so much about the pig. But we also find out more and more about uh, the kid Amir, is his name, played by Alex Wolf, who we all know from. Uh, uh, Hereditary? Hereditary, yeah, or or amongst uh, other, yeah, another a great movie he made with his brother Nap Wolf. Um, he made a movie called The Last Weekend with Stella, or oh the right, with Stella or something. yeah. I probably talked about it before. I mean, not like a great movie, but I loved it because it was so sweet and and nice. And everyone's checked that one out as well. And uh, another movie I haven't seen that I should have. Probably. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. Um. <laughs> And we go, we go on this journey to try and find out who took the pig. Basically, that's that's the plot. Yeah. Um. So it's it's very much a character driven movie. Yes, because um, along the way, like you said, we do get to know more about him, his history, and why he has chosen the life he has now. Along with finding out more about Amir and and uh, just anyone he has really came come across in his previous life, basically. Yeah. Because a lot of people, obviously, a lot of like, what's it, not famous, but they have a... Uh, a Influential. S- influence, influence, yeah, and a higher s- status, I suppose, within the restaurant businesses. Yeah. They seem to have been in contact with him one way or another throughout the years. Yeah, and like Amir's dad says towards the, towards the end of the movie, like, ha- uh, half the restaurants in Portland owe you, like, big time. Yeah. Um, and we don't we don't specifically Partially, find out what they mean with that, no, but I think, I think I think they kind of tell you in a roundabout way. I think I think it's also the truffles, though. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, yeah, sure, partly the truffles, um, because obviously Amir's doing well for himself. He has a nice yeah. sports car, Camaro. He's um, yellow he Camaro. A, yeah, he lives in a nice apartment. He has nice clothes, like. Um, he, he, he sells well truffles to the these fa- famous and nice restaurants yeah. all over Portland. His only real opponent, or ad, um, like, um, uh, yeah, who, yeah, and, opponent, yeah, is his dad who does the same thing. He sells yeah. uh, food to restaurants, and he's the biggest one. And Amir is kind of like, kind of like the second one, at least from what we find out in the movie. Specifically, truffles, I suppose. Yeah, sure. Um. I don't know how much we want to talk specifically about the the, the plot or the characters. Well, I mean, it is the spoiler cast. Yeah, and I mean... And you can't really talk about what this movie is about without spoiling who they are eventually. And what we find out. And I mean, it's not like there's a lot of big twists or anything. This is still a movie you can enjoy (laughs) even if you know how it ends. Because honestly, how it ends, uh, Nicolas Cage goes back to his camp... Yeah. That's how it ends. <laughs> so, yeah, you won't, we won't spoil too much. Um, we'll try. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I have to say, because straight away, a lot of people have had a lot of different... Well, not a lot. I saw a bunch of, of YouTube videos about this movie because yeah. I was trying to see if others saw what I saw in this movie, if I didn't, like, just imagine 
that it was about what I thought it was. And well, oh. go ahead. I, most seem to agree that it is about loss. It's about grieving and coming to terms with you've lost someone. But That's then why I did too. there are a few people who are adding on like more of a social commentary that we're all living in a world where we don't appreciate people and the love loved ones we have around us, which I feel is a bit too pretentious. I'm not sure that's what they're getting at. No, but I think that's 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 part of it, definitely. Sure, but um, you can literally almost literally see him going through all the stages of grief. Yeah. So it's 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 about loss. <laughs> That's the main yeah, no, thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I heard somewhere that the the uh, writer and director Michael Cernowski, 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 he based it on the loss of his father, I think. Yeah. Partially. Yeah, but I mean, that is that is what it's about. I mean, both Nicholas Cage character Robin, as is known, Robin Feld. Um, has not just lost his pig. I mean, the pig is really just a surrogate, surrogate, yes. surrogate for his wife who died like fifteen years earlier or something. Something like that. Um, and but Amir, also Amir, who lo- whose who mother lost, isn't. She's not dead, but she's like in a vegetative state, basically. Yeah, she's lost um, to him at least. Yeah, and his father is cold and distant, which mm. he's he was. Even before, but it got worse when the mother got sick or whatever. Yeah, um, and it's they also hint him that, that she tried to kill herself, even because he says, "Nah, she killed herself." But then yeah, she's I alive, mean, so it might be that she's just alive um, after a suicide attempt. Amir mentions that he, she sometimes got very—I well, don't remember what the word he used—but depressed, basically. Yeah, mo- so mopey she, or something. Yeah, mopey, like maybe. Yeah. yeah. So I'm guessing she had suicidal tendencies and depression in general. Which yeah. led to this comatose state. Yeah. In one way or another. Um, and of course, in the same way then, uh, Amir's father, uh, Darius, lost his wife. Yeah. And Amir also kind of lost his his uh, father because mm. he was so distant. And especially now that they're they're basically adversaries in the in the food industry. Yeah, it's um, not a, him, it's not him a great trying family. To like, <laughs> yeah, him like trying to... Um, to to uh, be almost like become his dad. He's listening to the same music. He's he's in the same business, so he's he's he's, he's trying to reach out to his dad, but in yeah. the wrong way, which we find out. Um, yes. Because because like and, and I think that's why it's also about um uh, what what the, th- the thing you said. It's not just about loss. It's about um. Uh, uh. I, I appreciating things. appreciating the things we have and, and the people yeah, around us. I mean, that's literally the tagline for the movie and the the line in the um one of the best scenes in the movie. Uh, the tagline is: "We don't get a lot of things to really care about." True, but the way this this one that I reacted to, the way they formulated it is just so. I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> <laughs> it's over pretentious. I don't remember who it was. Someone on YouTube. Um, they said like it's it's about finding meaning and accepting that nothing is permanent, but only in facing our fears and focusing on caring for the people around us will we find inner peace. Inner peace. Mm. Yeah, that, that's a, yeah, I get it. That's a little overanalyzing, but that's yeah, basically I what mean, it's sure, about. Sure, but no. <laughs> uh, because yeah, because. Uh, Everything ends. Like he talks about how how Portland will eventually uh, be be drowned. Uh, by oh water. yeah, yeah. When the world and is ending, it will be just flood. No, yeah, everywhere. but no, he means like the next time a big earthquake hits. Well, yeah, but that's the end of the world probably by then. <laughs> no, but he talks about it like it's gonna happen in like two hundred years or something. Yeah, I suppose. When they're sitting outside Amir's dad's <laughs> house uh, by the car, he talks right. about it, and Amir says, "We j- we'll just go up to Mount Hood." Yeah, but that's an active volcano, so... Yeah, exactly, you know, so we can't really go there either. There's it, there's no saving us. No, yeah, and that's... That's that, that's the kind of, like... Uh, sure, it's realistic to think like that, but in, if you're there at the end with someone you care about, or something you care about, at least it's tolerable. And, I, you know, all these people, yeah, live, they, live, they live hollow existences because they don't have anything to care about anymore. True. 
Um, I mean, and that's if you want to get if you want to get over analytical, that that's shown uh, in, in in the fact that Nicolas Cage, even though he gets well, first of all, he's dirty uh, in the beginning of the movie. You see, yeah, his clothes are like dirty, yeah, and, uh, ragged. Um, he hasn't showered. His hair is all matted, and his beard is big and unkempt. I mean, he has like giant pit stains on his onesie. <laughs> he does not care anymore. No. Um. There, there. But then there were, you know, little glimmers of of him caring, little glimmers of hope. But he still cares about cooking, obviously, because like he lives out in nowhere, but he still makes a mushroom tartlet for himself. Yeah. Um. And he obviously cares about the pig. Yes. Um. Because it's very well kept. And then throughout the movie, he gets in worse and worse. He kept. He keeps getting beat up. He's bleeding. I mean, his hair even goes pink from all the blood that's in it. Yeah. But he, see, so he just, he just looks worse and worse and worse because he doesn't care. But then in the very end, when when he decides to go back after spoilers, finding out the pig died. Yeah. In the in the kidnapping, um, when he says, "I think I'm gonna walk home," when he gets back to his camp, he washes his face. True. Like he he he's accepting, and he sits down, and he listens to the tape that his wife recorded for him, which he hasn't been he hasn't um, been able hasn't to listen to before to this. Though. Yeah, so he's he's letting go of his grief and his loss, and he 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 cares again. See, I didn't also, see it as that in the oh, end. Okay, well, just last thing also, like bef- before. Uh, before the pig gets kidnapped, uh, and whenever Amir gets there, he never even talks to him. He just gives him the truffles, and then just he doesn't care. But when they part ways at the cafe, he actually like reaches out, grabs his hand, and says, "See you next Thursday," because he cares now, and especially cares about Amir since he sees a bit of himself in Amir, and also sees uh, someone he can help, basically. Yeah, I suppose. And then just 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 little things like when he's at the bakery, which is his previous restaurant, which one of his I guess waitresses or staff at least. I thought uh, it was his daughter. Yeah, but then he says when she says goodbye, chef. Um, she doesn't yeah, say but goodbye, that dad. That might or be Robin, a thing you know. that they uh, did because he was a chef. A, because I don't know. why why would he just abandon his daughter? Like there would still be something he could care for. But if his wife well if depends his wife on how died. their relationship was when the wife was alive. If he was just in the kitchen all the time, then maybe they didn't have that good of a connection. But I don't get that feeling from him, um, and especially not between them. I don't know. It she... felt too familiar to be just some coworker or something. Well, he, from he obviously has a like profound effect on people who work with him. True. The one guy in the in the Fight Club. <laughs> Um, just yeah. wants to murder him. I uh, I did not get that part about the Fight Club thing. Yeah, I I, I was gonna ask you if you because it's not like they fight each other. It's like no, no, no. How much? How long can you withstand being a, beaten? Yes, and I'm wondering then if it's like like. But why <laughs> assholes? Assholes in the industry who wants to make a quick buck can let like wait staff or uh, kitchen staff beat them up. I don't know. Yeah, but I did. It must be something like that. Yeah. Because obviously that that little really... guy, he hates Robin. He wants or to murder someone him. like him, I suppose. Yeah, and Edgar, the guy who runs it, even like when the time when the time runs out, he doesn't even stop the fight. He lets him beat him up even more. Yeah. Um, and then when they go to um, uh, to the restaurant where they when they when they pick up the 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 track of the pig, um. They go to that restaurant where they eat the, the deconstructed uh, scallops. Yes, um, with the a, a, pine f- fur smoke, smoke and, and, and a, and a fr- frozen frozen blackberry or blackberry something. foam. Yes, <laughs> the kind of modern ridiculous food. Yes, um, which he obviously did not do at his restaurant because he questions this man and goes like, why are yeah. you doing this? Is this really what makes you happy? Didn't you want to open what, yeah. was a pub or something? Yeah, and that that's the greatest scene in the... One of the greatest scenes in the movie. <laughs> when he just completely... He, like, ruins that man's entire life in that one conversation. And just... And not not thing... ruins his life, but, like, makes him realize that he's a, he's a fraud, basically. He's a sellout. Yeah. Um, the only thing that, I didn't was, like about that, that old, scene... That was an old prep chef that he had yeah. he, uh, had at his restaurant, but only for two months. 
because he overcooked he, the pasta. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about that scene is that when he starts talking to the the chef and like like breaking him down, yeah. everything else around them is completely silent. You cannot hear the other guests. Yeah, that's and the it, point. Yeah, but it felt too... Nothing else matters around them. I don't know. That's not what I felt, though. Because it, it, I got the feeling that everyone else got quiet and were listening to them. No, no, no. Because you still see them going on about their business. Yeah, them. but it felt odd. I don't know. It, it, that's just a creative thing that I didn't like, I suppose. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, and he talks about, like, none, none of this food is real because you don't actually care about the food. You should. Why Why didn't you open up that pub that you wanted to? Like, nobody ca- Nobody wants pubs. Pubs don't sell around here. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, are you really in, in it for selling or are you in it for doing what you like? Yeah, and he obviously goes back into his old, like, sh- chef uh, ways when he talks to him. You can see that yeah. his, like, demeanor changes. And I'm guessing he used to do that to a lot of his staff. And that's why yes. they hate him. <laughs> or love him, like the, the lady oh, sure. in the bakery. Yeah, of course, of course. You can you can take it two ways. Either you can you can take that take it as advice or take it as criticism. Yeah. Depends on um, your fragility, I suppose. Fragility yeah, is that and a this word? and this guy just <laughs> yeah. uh, downs a glass of red wine. <laughs> yeah, he just breaks down completely and it's just and and um, um, that's the first time Amir really sees that side of uh, Robin. Yeah, and starts understanding who he really is. Yeah, and, and starts. Well, and it's also the first kernel of him actually caring. Yeah. Um. And then but, them kind of caring for each other. Yeah. So it's it's that's why I think it's about it's about like. Caring, yeah, caring for the things we have and caring for the things you actually care about, like um, cherish the things you actually. Yeah, care about. I well, yes, but uh, hello, there we hello. go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also because the the final scene when he says goodbye to Amir at the at the cafe and he walks home. Yeah, I didn't see that as as him starting to care again. I saw that as him kind of accepting his faith and going back home to die to be with the ones he loved. Oh, I didn't see it like that. Because um, of the whole... Definitely. Like, him cleaning himself is like a last rite, and then sitting down at the bed, and there's a light shining down on his face, like the heavens are opening up for oh. him. I didn't Kind see of felt too... Um, what do you call it? Like... Angelic, I suppose. Yeah, for it no, to be I, something I, I, else. Oh, okay. No, I I just saw it as as him. Yeah, first of all, uh, ex- accepting, you know, and letting go of the grief, but not him dying. Like this is not a story about dying. If anything, it's a story about living. Well, yeah, but but uh, once you've lived, aren't you ready to die then? Yeah, but. And he realizes that he has lived. He has had people he cared about that he nurtured and and got to do. Got them to go where they wanted to go instead of just doing things to do things or to make money. He he had people he cared about and he he accomplished all of that. He didn't he did pass on his legacy. So now he's done. Does he need to continue? What is he gonna do out there in the woods if if he's, he's done? But you know, um, I guess this is up for liter- interpretation li- though. So yeah, because literally. <laughs> On the surface level of the story, he does say, see you next Thursday. Yeah, that's true. But perhaps that's just to not, like, worry Amir. <laughs> but that, that that just seems mean. Because otherwise, why wouldn't he through. accept his, his uh, uh, him ri- giving me a ride home? Because I mean, that's part of the cleansing. Just be- see, cleansing to... Die. No, no, not to die. <laughs> this is this is not a movie about dying. I think it's the opposite. Oh, maybe. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's about you know finding that life is worth living. He, he, he's not completely cut off anymore. He actually looks forward to meeting Amir every Thursday. Um, I suppose. I suppose. And and he's like you say, like at least that's how I interpret it. He starts caring. He actually washes off the mud and the blood. Yeah, I suppose. That's how this is how I see it. I didn't. I see it as a very happy ending. Uh, well, you know, Someone did a good explain ending. the ending, like I saw it. So I was like, hmm, 
maybe I'm not mm. the only one who's seeing it that way, but no, I, I can I, I can I understand your way too. And I the at least at least you know the way you're describing it, I don't agree. But I mean, hey, you know what? That's the beauty of art. Yes, I was art about is to say that. And you can you can see it either which way, and I think both are valid. I just prefer. The way I interpret it, because that's the way I... That's the subjectiveness of yes. it. I think maybe that's the point of how the ending is uh, planned out. You're supposed yeah. to have your own interpretation of it. You're supposed to see your happy ending in it. Yeah. If that is accepting you're finally done, or if it's like, great, I do have something to live for. Yeah. It's a, there's a great example of that many, many years ago. Um, uh, around the time when, when Whiplash was still pretty new. Oh, yes, and, Whiplash. Uh, yes, it's been a while since I saw that, but I, from time to time, go back and watch the ending of that movie because it's one of the best endings in movie history. I honestly don't remember the ending. That's when he um, he meets up with... Uh, J- uh, what's the name? J.K. Simmons' character. Yeah. And, you know, he meets him in the city and says, hey, I'm doing a... Uh, I'm 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 doing a, a a concert for the jazz festival. So you, you should come ah, by. You can you can, right. you can I need I need a good drummer. Um, we're gonna play the classics, and then they play a bunch of new songs that he doesn't know, and he completely humiliates him in front of you know a paying audience. So he he he, he walks off the stage. His dad comforts him, but then he turns around and he plays Whiplash. Yeah, like the, that in the, that insane drum solo he plays. Right, um, and uh, you right. see, you see, you see, Jake Simmons will start egging him on, and then actually you see him like respect him by helping him put up the symbols again. And it ends with them actually finishing the Whiplash solo, and you see, you don't see the mouth, but you see the lines in Jake Simmons' face move like he's smiling, and that's where the movie ends. And right. I always saw that as a super like like nihilistic and sad ending, because it's literally. Uh, Miles Teller, whatever his name is in the movie, uh, succumbing to the tyranny of J.K. Simmons, and like, uh, like, uh, like he thinks he's proving to him that he's good enough when he's really just becoming, basically, like becoming his slave. Like, but also can- it's J.K. Simmons' character, sort of showing him that see, you're not as bad as you think. <laughs> no, yeah, but he never thought he was bad. It was J.K. Simmons who thought he was bad. Oh, that's true. Um, and he he yeah. uh, he made him give never, up drums. I don't remember it being a sad ending, though, for me. No, no, that was the thing. It was, and I wrote about this, and I thought this, um, I, I like I, th- I thought it was like a, a super dark ending. He was like, no, obviously it's a great ending because now he has the respect of J.K. Simmons. And I'm like, yeah. you think that guy respects anyone but himself? No, he doesn't. Well, not really, but. <laughs> <laughs> he did respect him enough to help him out at the end. Yeah. At the very but end. He, that's not him. He's just making sure the music keeps playing the way it should be played. I suppose. He's a conductor. He's literally a puppeteer. He's just pulling the strings. And now his strings are fully attached to Miles Teller. I'm just... Yeah. That's, once again, we couldn't find an equal... Fo- uh, equal, like... Uh, ag- right. Agree to disagree. But and then I tried to explain him. Well... That's the good thing about art. It's subjective. You know, both both of these explanations of the ending are, are valid. Are valid. He's like, no, you're wrong. I'm <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, God, whatever, dude. And I just True left. <laughs> art is very subjective. And it's, yes. it's always supposed to be exactly what you see it to be. Of yeah. course, in movies specifically, yes. directors do have a point they're trying to get yes, forward. But of course, if of course. someone reads in something else that works, they're not going to go, no, you're wrong. They're going to yeah. go, nice nice way of seeing it. Um, then, cool angle or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there are, of course, if the if the director has specifically said, like, no, this was the point. Well, yeah. Then you could, of course, you can, in, you can interpret out of the ways, but then you know that there is one specific way to read it. Yes. Um, and then... I might be a little elitist, but I've been known to be elitist before. <laughs> not not all uh, not all interpretations are valid. No, opinion. not because there's some of that them. are just stupid. You're just like, come yes. on, that's obviously not what it is. Like all goddamn fan theories about everything. Whenever you add fan to anything, you just when it's it. not canon, it's not valid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I have but to some, say, some... going back to Paige. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I am very impressed. With yes. writer and director Michael Zarnowski. This is his first his movie. First 
full length movie. He's like an, written and ed- directed. Because he's like an editor before this or something. I don't think so. He's not credited as an editor somewhere, really. No, yeah, he has some ed. Uh, he's edited some shorts. Yeah, like oh, I think no, I think yeah, he he's made short movies before this. He's written. He's a, done a, a couple of shorts and some episodes for Friday Night Legacy, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, um, but this was his first feature length movie. Yeah, and now okay, this is news. He um he is yes. slated to direct The Quiet Place Part Three, which I'm I don't sorry, s- what? I don't <laughs> I don't see why we need a third one, but okay. First of all, and second of all, why would they change it from um. Krasinski. Um, yeah. Well, because um, I heard that at first he didn't even want to make a second one. He thought oh. that... No, because it is a self-contained story about family. Yeah. And they wanted to explore the world. He's like, ugh. Which they do in the second one, but I think they did it... Like we talked about this. They did a good job with the second one. Um, where sure, there is more exploring the world and there's more action, more monsters... But it's still about the characters, you know. Um, it's written by Je- that's, Jeff that's why, Nichols. That's why he decided to do it, because he he was allowed to write it, basically. Because he doesn't own... He had the idea for the original, but he does not own, like, any rights to the material. No. So now they're... I think they're taking it away from him. Which, sure, Michael Cernowski, good director. It but looks, I, I don't think... It looks like it's supposed to be a spin-off. Oh, no. That's even with, worse. With, um... um uh, Jeff Nichols being like main writer. Okay. I'm trying to find out what, what yeah. I've heard that name before. Yeah, he's a Midnight r- Special Mud. Yes, he's a very right. very good director and writer. He's, well, he's supposed shelter. to be writing it, partially. Yeah. Well, we'll see about that in the future, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. But sure. Michael Cernowski is doing a fantastic job at. The, the camera and the lighting and the writing, obviously. We already talked about the story being great. But it it's just full of beautiful shots. Like, both yeah. in the fo- woods and in the city, you have these strange but beautiful ch- choices. Yeah. For example, yeah. like, in the bakery, I loved the fact that the entire scene is played out from one angle, a wide angle... Where you don't see the actors' faces properly. You don't see them, like, when they're talking, you know, normally they'd zoom in on their faces and stuff. No, no, no. It's just one We don't one get that. We just shot. get them talking. That's it, all we need. It almost it almost feels like the camera is, like, perched up on one of her shelves full of yeah. bread that you see in the foreground. It feels intimate. Yeah. Like, we're just looking in on an intimate moment where they're literally just reminiscing and talking about fucking salted baguettes yeah yeah <laughs> which um, i'm curious about i need to know what salted baguettes are i think it's just baguette with more salt and probably some but like, it looked like coarse toast. salt uh when they're baking yeah i suppose um and, yeah but then also the the contrast between the city and the forest being portrayed in similar angles and and close-ups like the trees are just replaced by buildings yeah it yeah. looks very nice very nice yeah, it, yes, it's a beautiful movie. Um, but we all, I think we also need to talk about uh, the, the, the genius uh, marketing behind this movie. Because this is a super small movie. I don't yes. know, the budget is... I, I haven't looked it up, but it can't be more than a couple of million at most, which is just a lot of money. But for movies, it's, it's very small. Um... And like no one, no one's gonna watch a movie about a truffle forager looking for his pig. Like it, w- it was going to be condemned to be one of those movies that are shown at festivals and then just lost to the ether. But because the movie's called Pig, it has Nicolas Cage's face on it, and the trailer almost makes it out to be this like dark, violent story about angry men beating each other up. Because they just yeah. used the perfect shots of the pig getting kidnapped, the scene in the fight club. And the movie in general is pretty dark, like darkly lit. Yes. Um, I mean, it is it a dark look- story. He's looking yeah. for something that's been kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it, it turns it turns, it turns turns into an uplifting story. Yes. Yeah. But in, in the trailer, it looks like a super dark, broody, like angry movie. And I, 
And I mean, the trailer had got millions and millions of views, and it was featured on like like normie sites like IGN and stuff. Like <laughs> normie sites. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, Nicolas Cage is in a pig movie. I gotta see this. I mean, then it turns out I... it's just this super like uh, like small like sweet movie about loss and and uh and like regrets i don't remember if i actually saw the trailer but just looking at the the poster i assumed it would be more of a an action or horror thing yeah and 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 a lot of people compared it after the trailer compared it to john wick which i was about to say that when you see the start you kind of get like john wick vibes i mean it kind of is John Wick. He's, yeah, he's you looking have a for the people who killed his dog, and it's this, this, it's the big like basically food mafia guy. Yeah, in his big castle. Um, it's just that there's very, very little violence, and instead there is emotion. <laughs> yeah, people actually talk instead of shooting and, and <laughs> yes. punching. It's uh, it's um, emotional bullets instead of real bullets. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh. So Which of is. course a lot of people mentioned as well in the reviews. Like it is, it is a lot like John Wick without the action. Yeah, without all the killing. So, yeah, I liked it because I mean I like John Wick, but I don't like John Wick just because of the action. I like John Wick because of the story it portrays as well. Oh yeah, this one yeah. you just get a, a deeper, calmer version of that. Yeah, that isn't just kill. I, mean, I, I think the trailer even ends with just a sound bite of Nicolas Cage saying, I'm looking for my pig, which is just, oh, <laughs> dude. Um, it I don't sounds know. very ridiculous yes. in the movie whenever he says, I'm just looking for my pig. I just want my pig back. They're, they were really banking on uh, uh, Nicolas Cage and him being uh, who he is. Um, and I don't know, though, how well it actually did. Um I mean, looking at IMDb and looking at the uh, the scoring, it has oh, that's great. A reviews. meta score of eighty two. But I was I was thinking of um, how well it did in theaters. All right. Let's see, pig. Um. Well, I don't have a budget, but it made almost four million dollars, which is not a lot. But, but it's not for bad a sm- for a mo- for a small movie like this. It's 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 good. Yeah. Um. I wish I had the the budget. Because I can't imagine it costing much more than that. Let's see if it has it here on IMDb. Nope. It just says the uh, the box office take. Ah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um. Uh, but you know, th- this is one of those movies that could have been just lost if it didn't have yes. the star power of Nicolas Cage. It it it. He, he almost was, even though it's Nicolas Cage, because he's not really a, a pulling name anymore, even though, like, in, in most, like, you know, non-movie enthusiast circles, yeah. I suppose. But then like, I'm, I'm not going to convince my friends or, or my boyfriend to go watch this, because they're going to be like, what the hell? It's it's Nicolas Cage that they barely remember and a pig. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's Which is... Sad. What the first review, user review on IMDb says. Oh, yeah? It just starts with why? Question mark. <laughs> okay. I see people giving this one high ratings and that Cage got a number of rewards for it. I'm not convinced. The hog-stealing plot feel like feels like a cheap rip on, rip on um, John Wick. And then nothing happens. But... There's so that's, much that That's happens. what some people might see. Sure, if you don't understand yeah, but, anything. But then you're just. But then there's just, a lot that happens yeah, if you actually look at it. Yeah, because you're at the surface level. You need to look. Yeah. Just look a little bit under the surface, and there's so much going on. I mean, I was I was close to tears twice while watching this. <laughs> um, the scene. I don't know if I was close to tears, but the scene where it's they're emotional. cooking the food for Amir's dad. Oh my god, when they when that's, that's like. The first time he really sees Amir as an equal because they've gone through the same like, yeah. uh, things in life, and he's—I he's, mean, it's him teaching him how to actually. Because that's the thing—he works in the food industry, but we when we see him cooking breakfast for for Nicolas Cage, and he says like, "I don't really cook much, sorry." Yeah, so he he can't even do French toast. <clears throat> so yeah, he, he's like he's 
that's also another thing that makes me makes this movie very hopeful, which I don't think is why he wants to die in the end, or is metaphorically dying. Um, he he like he. He wants to. He he wants to 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 help Amir. So he teaches him to cook, but in that scene also, since they're cooking two birds, they're mirroring each other in in cutting and and smelling the the chanterelles and everything. Ah, it's so you know it's like oh, and then the music. I gotta say, if there's anything that I well that I don't like, but I still kind of like it. It's the music. The music is very on the nose. It's it's very like yes. here's where you're supposed to feel happy. Here's where you're supposed to feel sad when you well the the the, the few times you actually have music in the movie. Yes, I was but about to say that. that also, not a works. lot of times you hear the music specifically, but once you no. do, it's like kind of jarring. Yeah, because it it accent, but it it very very bluntly accentuates the emotions sure. of the scenes they're in. And that's not always the best way to use music, but damn, no. did it, it hit me in the feels, at least. <laughs> um, so I that- think one issue with the movie and how they did promote it is the fact that people were expecting something else. Sure, sure, and that's not always some good. Some people go into this expecting John Wick, but, you know, with Nicolas Cage, yeah. and are getting definitely not that they're getting a slow meaningful and deep movie instead of fast action yeah but that's that's the thing they're getting something <sighs> but they did they uh, went to the movies uh, expecting they're getting action. something i don't want to they're getting something <laughs> better. better yeah i mean sure don't get me wrong going I into love a movie, the john wick movies but they're getting something better something more complex something more interesting in pig but if you were going to the movies expecting yeah, John Wick... I suppose. I suppose. It's not the best way, because then they're going to tell their friends, like, nah, it wasn't what I expected. There was no action. It was very slow. And and I mean, if you're already disappointed by the fact that you're missing out on the action, you're not going to sit there and actually listen and look at what you're seeing. And then some of the, yeah. the context will go over your head. I guess that's... Uh... That's a down downfall of uh, some of the promotion, I suppose. Yeah, and that that's the balancing act because they, if they sold this as the movie it actually was, no one would go and see it. True. Or at least very few people, you know, snobby movie pretentious people would go yes. see it. I would see it, but the general audience wouldn't. And now yeah. some of them did, but then yeah, they they couldn't they couldn't just you know even try. To, to appreciate it, I suppose. No, some yeah. did, of course. Some did. Yeah, just not Leof Weindraka. <laughs> There's a few others who didn't appreciate it. And some people are like uh, like honing on on the fact that there's a pig in the movie. I'm like, what's the problem with the pig? Yeah, could the, have just been a dog. It doesn't yeah, matter. Exactly. It's a pig because then he could call the movie Pig. And it's very yeah. intriguing to have a movie called Pig. Dog, what the fuck? Oh, it's a dog movie. It's a kids movie then. Dogs has been in so many movies, yes, like companions and. And and then it's literally John Wick. (laughs) Yeah, in this case, you have a pig. It's more interesting. Like, wow, he has a pig. Oh yeah, it's a workforce, but no, it's not just for work. In the end, we we get to know that he didn't he didn't keep the pig because he needed it for work. He kept it as company. It was his pet. It was his companion. Yeah, he could have found yeah. the truffles himself. He knew something about the yeah. trees and whatever. And yeah, he says that. Like, it doesn't matter. It's just the the pig is something he cares about. Yeah, it's a it's a family member by now. <laughs> this is some guy who just really, really, I don't know. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna. This is the last time I'm gonna excuse myself for sounding elitist. <laughs> I'm just gonna be a fucking snob because I'm so tired of this shit. Go for it. Yeah, here's some guy. He gave it a three out of ten. Who, um, who like he 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 thinks he like he sees beyond the pretentiousness in the movie. <clears throat> three out of ten. The auteur hogs the information. Ah, ah wordplay. Yes. Ah. Nicholas Cage and his pig lives in the Cascade Mountains. Cage looks like he hasn't had a bath, a haircut, or wash of clothes in ten years. Kind of the point. Kind of the point, yeah. yeah. Together they hunt truffles, which they sell on Thursdays to Alex Wolf, who drives a Maserati. <laughs> so, uh, no. No, he drives a Camaro! Yeah, it's the a Camaro! Camaro! Yeah. Wrong! <laughs> <laughs> then one evening, people invade Cage's shack. He beat him sense to take his pig. When he wakes, blah, 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 blah. We know this. And he goes, yes. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, wait, no, he contacts Wolf and the two of them go on a journey of discovery about who Cage was and the meaning of loss amongst, among the froofy super rich while Cage tries to get his pig back. Yeah, that is part of the story. Uh, yeah. Part of the meaning. Sure. Talking about. A movie like this should not yield its secrets easily. But in but the manner in which Michael Chernowski hides them is by no one saying anything for a long time and then dropping information kerplop. No, it's not. You get it no. gradually. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big. Uh, there is one big dump in the end, but you do get well, stuff yeah. before that. Whatever. Truth should be hidden in a welter of interesting facts, not husbanded like a miser until after a long time, someone announces, "Here's what I should have told you." Which one character or another says on says on more than once or whatever says more than once. I, Nor are the don't... characters the only ones like that. The movie behaves that way towards the audience with an air of suspenseful mystery <clears throat> in which great truths are revealed. Only, of course, the audience should have figured them out long ago. Cage's past, why he is that way, why he's stopping at that nice middle class house. Well, no, he says, I used to live here, that's why. Yeah, he tells the kid, this is my home. (laughs) Well, what's my home? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Who's behind the pignapping? All of these are apparent to anyone who doesn't have to be spoon-fed small doses of information information by Nicolas Cage, who lets us know what he is. uh, Who lets us know what he says is very important by speaking very slowly. And then, so yeah, he okay, so he gets the movie. What's the problem? He doesn't like, but he then, thinks that everyone should have seen that, yeah, that dude con- kidnapped the pig and uh, Nicolas Cage only cares about the pig because he's sad his wife died. Yeah, yeah, but then, yeah. then he, Which, no, I, sure. I think, I think but, he, he thinks it's a problem that it, the movie is slow. I don't see what's the problem with no. the movie being slow. Because here, is this the state that serious cinema has arrived at? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm pretentious, but Jesus Christ! If one picture is worth a thousand words, then a 92-minute movie like this is an immense undertaking of information, of character and story, and all the things that have to be communicated. And really, it's all idiot plotting that could be cleared up in about 40 seconds of exposition. But That's there's the more to the movie than just the plot. Yes. First of all, yeah, exactly. And there, you know what? He says uh, a picture's worth a thousand words. Yeah, but what's even more impressive about a picture is that you can tell a story without words, you moron. That's what they're doing here. Yeah, they're telling it visually through him being dirty. uh, You know, the contrast, the contrast, but also the mirroring, like you mentioned, between the the forest and the city. Yeah. Um, I mean, literally, um, you could almost call this like a a classic, like, uh, uh, like, not a, not a chivalrous romance, but like an old like knight's tale. Um, yeah, because you it's... have the evil wizard who stole the the fairy pig is holding up in his in his empty castle, and he's he's just he's just angry, wants to take her for no reason other than to have her. And you have the, yeah. the, the courageous, but then of course you know they they kind of split then the the courageous knight between Nicolas Cage and and Alex Wolf, but still sure. trying to find her. And then instead of defeating the wizard, they actually. Um, they they make him like a, a happy guy again. So it's almost like a, a kid's fairy tale that way. Yeah, and I mean they... he's he's literally standing on the, when when they first go to his house when Nicolas Cage goes there with the bike in the rain, he's literally standing on top of his castle looking down on the beyonds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's like there's so much more like deep and rich storytelling here beyond the words. Asshole, who's this fucker? Bob Blipton. <laughs> God, like you, 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 I think he just wants to hate it because it got good reviews. Yes, and like he doesn't because, want to be good. Sure, sure. The basis of it, the very surface, is a yeah. very simple story. It's, it but is a do very you simple need story. more? Really? Obviously do, not. A simple story is the best way to convey your actual. Plot behind, yeah. or the your, thoughts your behind, and your, your ideas. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ! The best way to to go through loss and and grief and and accepting faith is by showing it in a very simple way and just having the people change along <coughs> the way. Yeah. Jesus Christ! People are too too pretentious for their own good. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. I haven't looked at any professional reviews, no, but I have a feeling this one must have done 
very well. Yeah, again an eighty two, so that's pretty that's that's pretty damn good. Um just quickly go back to we, we, you mentioned face off in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, face off actually got an eighty two as well. That's very high oh. of an action movie. Yeah. Um, you, you should I mean check- it has if I remember correctly, it has some nice undertones and some nice messages yes. somewhere. Yes. Yes, it does. yes, it does. But I haven't seen it since I was like a preteen, so... <laughs> exactly. I hadn't seen it in like 15 years either, so... Um, but you should all check that out. It's coming out for free on every podcast platform on the 22nd of February, I think? Either way. Um, the critic reviews. Um, it, it got some, like, 10 out of 10s. Uh, the lowest it got was it got no negative reviews. It got a few mixed reviews, but the Irish Times Tara Brady gave it ten out of ten, saying the film built around the actors affecting uh, affecting turn works equally hard at upending expectations. Well, that was just a lot of big words. Come on, yeah. Uh, <laughs> AV Joy. Yeah, a- AV Club. Mike D'Angelo, like the animal itself. Oh no. Pig is considerably smarter and more ardent than it appears at first glance. Exactly, yes. Bob Lipton or whatever your name was. <laughs> Bob Lipton. <laughs> yeah, but it's one earth. Bob Lipton or something. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, and the uh, and unearths treasures that are barely evident on the surface level. We'd have settled for much less, but what a rare treat to be offered a great deal more. Oh. Yeah. And if you want, then if you really want to read into you know this visual storytelling. His job is literally digging for treasures, you know, truffles, yes. uh, these truffles rare, are, expensive what, nuggets what do you call of, it? of like food gold. Forest gold or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, as it, the vulture, as it proceeds, it expands its vision and compassion, even as it de- de-escalates the tension. Yeah. It's not about the tr- the thing it's about, except that it ultimately is totally about the thing it's about. Yes, yes, it's complex. Yes. You can't just say, oh, he talked slowly, and yeah, the plot could have been over in 40 minutes. Yes, it could have. See, the thing is, the we don't need Cage to talk about it, because him yeah. being there just... Forces a, everything out into the open. Yeah, it's it's. He yes, doesn't exactly. have to say anything. <laughs> no, we we see it in uh, Chef, whatever his name was, Finway. We see it in the guy who beats him up. We see yeah. it in the spe- specifically in Amir and his dad. There he is. Like, there's so much there. Yeah. Um, Phil Desemblian. I like Phil Desemblian. Uh, I wrote for Time Out. Eight out of ten. Like those truffles that kick it into gear, this film is a rare treat. Ah, that wasn't Yeah, well, but truffles um, are good, so... <laughs> yeah, they, yes, they are. Um, I gotta say, that I think people overuse truffles. Yes. Like, a little bit of truffle goes a long way, because sometimes... Also, everything truffles just have like been... Truffles. Truffles have have, a, have been treated very longly for something that you don't really know how to use. I love that they're using them in burgers nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking it perfect. It definitely has an umami flavor as it works. Yes. I'm not, I'm not talking about food here. <laughs> the worst it got was from The New Yorker. Huh, okay. It was a 5 out of 10. Jesus Christ. Maybe him and Bob Lipton should have dinner or something. Um, <laughs> Richard the, Brody. Yeah, Richard Brody. Never heard of him before. No, I don't recognize um, that name. The film is redeemed only by, by the dour, weary, mournful, stubborn, and wise performance of Nicolas Cage, which is not so much a star turn as the project's sole raison d'etre. I disagree. Yeah, like you said, this... we, the, that character, while, while very important to the story, it's not nearly all of the story. No. He's like he's half. Barely, he's like a tool to move the story forward because if he's present, everyone else will tell you what's yes, happening. Exactly, he is the. Um, I was oh, about to say Deus Ex Machina, but no, no, no. There's a <laughs> no, word that's for not it. Whatever. One. I'll just yeah. go with Firestarter. That's probably All right, said. Yes. Um, so that uh, you see, he doesn't really. I don't think he really gets it. No, and I, I just looked at the one above it. The Hollywood Reporter uh, gave yeah. it 6 out of 10. Sherry Linden. I don't recognize that name either. No. Pig isn't the gripping mysterious mystery Sarnowski might have intended, but as it crawled through the underbelly of a hipster city's glamorous foodie culture, it's a gusty narrative. Gutsy. Gutsy narrative re- re- recipe? Receipt? Yeah. What she's trying to say? Recipe. I hate that word. Even if the final dish is less than a, than the sum of its ingredients. Through it all, Cage plays the enigmatic central character at the perfect simmering temperature and without a shred of ham. Oh, 
Enough with the food analogy. Yes, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like I, 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 I think I don't dis- I do disagree. I mean, yes, um, there is you so don't much agree. more. Th- yeah, I don't. I don't agree. There's so much more there than just Nicolas Cage's character and story. Yes, I, yeah, I, and that's why I, th- I, I really think people should watch it a second time. So you sure? Then you then you know everything you need to know about his character, and you can focus on the stuff around him. I, it was really revelatory to see it a second time then maybe i should maybe yeah. that's the the sum of this one watch it but watch it again <laughs> yeah and i used to be i used to be against rewatching movies like or, or people saying like oh you really need to watch it two times to get it and i was like come on bro they that because a lot of people <clears throat> well i was against it because it was used specifically for the last jedi Ugh, and I've seen that movie Jesus. three times, and it's still a bad movie. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, no, no matter what people say, but there is general, something to watching movies more than once. There is. Yes, but you shouldn't have to watch it to understand the full meaning of it. Well, the the basic meaning of it. Yeah, you should have to exactly. To, that's the second watching should be to get more depth. Exactly. You still, you should still understand it from the first viewing. Exactly. You shouldn't have to watch it twice to get it. No, no, because no. then the hell. Then, then the director. Then make has a longer failed. movie. <laughs> yes, yes. Which apparently this one was over two hours long, at first cutting, and then they were like, "Nah, yeah. make it shorter." Um, I wouldn't mind this be a little longer, but I also think it's uh, it's <laughs> just to use a rare treat like the truffles in the movie <laughs> to see a movie that's just ninety minutes. I mean, this is like yes. seven without the credits. It's insane. I loved it. It's very nice to don't have to spend like an eighth of your day, your waking hours, watching a movie, a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can watch this twice in the same time you watch Endgame. Like, yes, and get it will get so and much get more, more from it. From it. <laughs> <laughs> also, I need to mention. Apparently, they only had about what was it twenty days to make the movie, the entire movie, well, film it. Yeah. So all actors had to get everything right from the first time, as there was no budget for reshoots or delays. Yeah, I mean they. And the pig was only there for like three days of it. Yeah. Well, the pig so, isn't in the movie that much. No, it's just the opening scenes and just random like tidbits. Yeah, which but which that's should also that be puts like, uh, even more like this is more of a work of art then because they managed to do something so well made in only twenty days of yeah. filming. And that should God also, damn. <laughs> that should also be a sign to people that this this movie is not about the pig. No, the pig is barely in it. The pig <clears throat> is just uh, a metaphor. Yeah, for for uh, uh, love, for caring. It's just a someone. tool. It's just a tool to yeah. to have the story progress. Yeah, which we have a reason. We didn't mention that before, so now we're just repeating. Like you said, it could yeah. easily been a dog, but they chose a pig because mm, pig is an interesting title for a movie. Yeah, yeah. the movie could have been called <laughs> Caring because that's what it's about. That's what pig means in the title. Care, yeah. you know, caring about th- things. Yeah, pig is more exciting. Anyway, um, do we have anything else to say about it? No, repeating no, ourselves. No, we're just uh, gonna start hating more and 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 on people who are too pretentious or too dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is perfect middle ground because if I understand it, I'm not pretentious and I'm not the smartest person in the world, and I'm not the dumbest person in the world when it comes to movies. No, no, you're you're getting better. We've <laughs> I'm getting about better. This. Yeah. Yes. But if I can understand the deeper meaning behind this movie, anyone can probably do it. Yes. You don't have to overanalyze it to understand it. It is right there. They're telling you it. They're just telling it in a beautiful way. That's why I think, like, yeah, this will not fit everyone. No. But I think if you have some friends who are like, yeah, I'm into movies, you could try them. You could try it. Yes. Watch watch it with them, you know? This is up there with uh, a ghost story. That I on <gasps> yeah. that we mentioned we did an episode on I think it's on Patreon. Yes, Patreon.com/slash Don't Make a Scene. Two dollars a month. That's also a movie that where I just said me not being a pretentious person, me not understanding artsy movies, still saying that you should watch it. Oh yeah, it's the same with this one. Yeah, just watch it. Check it out. Even if you don't completely understand it, at least you can say you watched it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
support the arts if nothing else yes yes pay for is, it that's that's the, that's the my 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 big movement for 2022 support the arts yes. i mean if 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 you can't find it like buy it on blu-ray if you can't at least don't stream it rent, rent it, it on or YouTube. buy it digitally yeah 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 because that way more movie or more money goes to the filmmakers yes that's, and that's important that's why we watch movies, right? To appreciate the filmmakers. Yes. And the best way to do that is to give them money, which sounds weird, but I mean that is that's what it literally is. Uh, find it, good the ways most, to give them money. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's the most expensive form of art there is. So yes, it's really important to actually show your appreciation, both verbally even, but economically as well. Even if there are paintings that go for millions and millions of dollars, yeah. the actual uh, material used yeah, to paint that picture. Maybe a hundred bucks. Yeah, most people can buy that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Sure, it takes... Here the canvas costs Years of, of, of practice to, pre- oh, yes. to be and able the, to perform emotion, that kind of art. emotional cost. But sure, sure. But physical cost or like material, not, actual cost? Not Nothing. No. Compared to a movie. Yeah. Anyway... Anyway, um, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for listening, or if you're watching this on YouTube. Remember, uh, every Saturday we release this free episode on, like I said, every available podcast platform. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, YouTube. Uh, but if you want an extra episode each and every week, we release them on Mondays on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. So for just $3 a month, there are several tiers, but the $3 tier is the one that gets you the most stuff. Um, you you get, like I said, an extra episode. You get an early access to my Nicolas Cage podcast, The Madness and the Method. Um, you get monthly commentary tracks. We uh, we just released our People Under the Stairs commentary track for January. Yes. Um, well, just released when we're recording this, because we are pre-recording this. Uh, sure, yes, yes, yes. But I mean, It'll it was, it was just released in the end of January. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, and you get exclusive videos. Uh, I finally figured out a way to upload my uh, re-edits of movies. So, uh, so there is actually, for February, uh, I'm releasing my complete Evil Dead cut, which is all three movies cut together as one. Uh, don't tell Sam Raimi that I stole his movies. But whatever, <laughs> whatever. So check that whatever. out. Once again, there are links down below in the description of wherever you're listening to this. Or just go to patreon.com slash don't make a scene um, and subscribe for $3 a month to get all that stuff. You can also find the links via our socials on Twitter, Instagram. We have everything in our link trees. Yeah, and the link tree is down below as well. Yes. Check us out on all social platforms as well, social media platforms. But if anything, we're just happy that you're listening to the podcast. And we hope to see you next week when we talk about... I don't remember which one is next. Uh, oh wait, it's Uncharted after this. It's Uncharted this one. after this. Yeah. Ooh, so yes, excited. we're doing because that's actually a blockbuster. We are both excited for. <laughs> Very, and we'll tell you more about that in the episode next week. Yeah. So thanks. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. The spoiler cast is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It's hosted by Tobias Anderbekevidian, produced by Tobias Vidian. Executive producer is Annika Vidian. Direction and sound editing by Tobias Vidian. A big thank you to all our supporters over on Patreon for keeping this show going. Rasmus Jonsson, Laura Kinney, Mom and Dad. 